Welcome back, y'all. This is episode 46 of Bitches Love Brunch, and I am Courtney. Ha! Look at that. <laughs> I was wondering if you was going to catch it. Look at that. I mean, it came kind of slow, too, so I was like, is intentionality behind that? But Well, that was because I was trying to remember the episode number. <laughs> it, listen, something was working out. Something was mm-hmm. getting worked on back there. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all. I'm mm-hmm. Kiana. <laughs> We're glad to be back with y'all again. Yep. And we just here. No co-hosts. <laughs> just here. No co-hosts. We just co-hosting. Mm-hmm. That is funny. Well. I didn't even think I was going to be uh, going to remember that, let alone say it, quote-unquote, correctly. <laughs> you know what? And I hate to even admit this right now, but I don't even remember what number you said just because I was so stuck on that part. Oh, no, that's what I meant. Sorry. I didn't even think I was going to remember the whole conversation that we had about me saying co-host Courtney. How could you not remember that? That was, my goodness. It was a thing. It was a thing. Oh, that's why you titled the last episode that way. (laughs) (laughs) When it just hit you. When it just hit you two weeks later. I I was like, introductions. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, your introduction, honey. That was all you. Oh man. Yeah, that's right. Courtney. Come, ooh, you got it, girl. It's, it's been a crazy month. Like, you know what? Everything about life month. is crazy right now. It's been a crazy month. Anyway, welcome back, guys. We welcome. are glad to be here. Almost did an air horn. Um, I think. Oh, you should have. You can okay. do it so well. I'll, I'll, I'll bring her back out again. Don't no worries. Okay. <laughs> okay. Surprise me. <laughs> <coughs> so what's been going on with you, Kiana? What's new? What's popping? How you feeling? Yeah, I started my first job. Well, not my first job. Goodness. <laughs> I started um, my first day at my new job. So yes. I have been traveling for um, for training, kind of. Yeah, just preliminary training before I have to go off for my big training, which is in the next two weeks. But I am just getting back to Atlanta. Um, I flew in today. Um, this travel thing, y'all, I need any of y'all got any suggestions on vitamins, different tips and tricks on how to keep your energies up besides eating healthy and exercising. I've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the energy is low. Mama is tired, Okay. Keep your iron up. Get you some B12. Yes, I used to say B12s. I gave it to my nigga. Mm, (laughs) Just like everything else. (laughs) That's good in your life. You're like, what happened to that? Gave it to that dude. Mm. Um, And you know, there are plenty of foods that I can recommend for energy. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I, I was telling you, or I think I was mentioning this on the last episode, I've been re-looking because, like, sometimes, especially as a vegetarian slash pescatarian, you can get a little bored. Yeah. So I was like, let me go back to the pool again and see what I can be adding into my diet again for this this energy boost. So. Is it going to be a lot of celery? <laughs> no. No. Okay. You know, celery is actually so um, water-based, almost like, you know, iceberg lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I like it with peanut the, butter though. I get real childish yes. when it comes to celery and peanut butter. Me too. My nightly snack is peanut butter and um, apple slices. Oh, so good. Yes, yes. Every day. 
Um, but no, it's not going to be celery. Maybe some spinach. Find some beans that you like. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I, do, I do like a few beans. So that'll be good. Spinach, me and spinach, we get along. So I can I can see that. Just probably being a little more intentional um, mm-hmm. and keeping that a priority while I'm out. I was still eating pretty decently while I was gone, but still peeked around a little bit. You know what I mean? So it was it was, I it mean, was okay. When you're traveling, you got to be able to enjoy and experience where you are too. So yeah, but that's gonna be my living. I can't just keep enjoying. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You have created good habits for yourself um, over the last few years. I know you've been work- working really hard, like just with working out with, with fitness. So I feel like you're in a good place. I'm confident you will be able to maintain this. Let's do it. Hopefully, mm-hmm. next trip I'll keep y'all posted. It should be a longer trip though, so I should be all right. Be able to cook and stuff. Yeah. Oh, you gotta tell me all the things. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yes how are you doing how are you feeling what's up with you you know like i said the last month has been crazy um i know i gave you all the rundown before of where i was going and so now i am approaching um my last trip so i did toronto i did denver two weeks later and this weekend i am well It'll be passed by the time you all hear this, but I will be coming back from uh, Philly for the Roots picnic. Hey. So, Courtney tried to sneak that one in there, too. I was like, excuse me. Um, (laughs) I know, I knew that you were going to Philly. You didn't tell me you were going to the Roots picnic, which is pretty lit. That'll be fun. I know. I'm excited. I'm going because I saw the read posted. And so I was like, I want to go. Um, I mean, on top of the roots, it's so many good artists that's going to be there. Joe Budden's podcast is going to be there. Uh, um, I'm, afraid, I'm a friend of the show. <laughs> you are. I, I actually don't listen to that podcast, so I'm excited to possibly see them. I need to get I'm a t-shirt that says list. friend of the show. Mm-hmm. You do. You oh, you're, you're going to love them. A lot of the stuff, though, is like contextual based off of like previous episodes, but... Oh, gotcha. Once you get past, um, if I'm not even going to even drop those nuggets in your ear. I want to see what you think about it first. It's, if you get past a few things, it's enjoyable. Okay. Okay. I feel like you know me, though. I know. I feel like you <laughs> can say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see what you think about the Joe Budden podcast. I know I'm a fan. I am curious to know what you think. <laughs> yeah, especially because I know that there are some podcasts that we both listened to at one point and I know that you may still follow along and I do not yeah (laughs) yeah my list has changed up quite a bit too so Mm -hmm. um but uh, yeah those I'm a faithful listener I listen to every episode that drops on Wednesday and on Saturday it's a part of my routine really yes I do I didn't realize they dropped twice well, when they converted over to Spotify, they were on Apple Music. Um, when they mm-hmm. were the, I'll name this podcast later. That's where it originally started, and then they changed it to the gotcha. Joe Budden podcast, and included gotcha. it with like Rory Ma and Parks. But um, mm-hmm. when they signed a deal, you know, when they made it, 
<laughs> right. They um <laughs> they are exclusively on pod oh no, sorry, not podcast. They're exclusively on Spotify, but in their contract, because they talk about it a lot. Look, look, I'm knowing other people's contracts. Um, right. They sign a contract, so they do Wednesdays, which are pretty mellow days, and they, like, drop music and stuff. That's the really cool thing about the podcast. And so the Wednesdays are pretty much um, the big podcast days, and they premiere new artists and things like that. And on Saturdays, it's, like, the chill, and they'll premiere, like, old-school artists, like, sleepers that people haven't heard of, yeah. which is pretty cool. Alright. Yeah, All I got right. a lot of music from that pot. I'm ready. I'm open, you know? Yes, yes. And of course the read. <laughs> um, yes. they are my besties, so I don't even know how else right. that. Hey guys. For sure. Hey Fury. For sure. Hey Crystal. <laughs> By the way, do you follow Kadeen and Caval uh, Kadeen and Deval on Instagram? No, but I saw that they um were on the read. Okay. <clears throat> They have a new podcast I started listening to. It's actually pretty good. Is it? It is. I like Kadena DeVal. I love their page, so fun to listen to them now. Okay. Congrats, we'll y'all. Check that out. Put me on the show. Um, I like Roro. <laughs> I'm trying to go chill up with uh, Crystal and Kid Fury. <clears throat> I'm trying to hang out with everybody. It should just be one meetup. We should just do a meetup, meet and greet. I feel Who like me and Crystal will be able to just be in a room and just like chill and got gotta say shit to each other. That's but then facts. like see something funny and like crack up and die laughing for a good thirty minutes and then just go back. <laughs> that sounds like both other. of y'all personalities, actually. Yeah. And be done. Okay, I apologize for that pause. I could not wait to pass the mimosa, so I started. Uh-huh. Okay. I started drinking. Well, let's get there. Yes. So, I am having, um, I'm just having a simple Moscato. I put a couple strawberries in it to be cute. Because it's Wednesday. Is Ooh. it Wednesday? Yes. Okay, yeah, because it's Wednesday. And so, by the, by the time I finish this up, those strawberries going to be good and soaked. Look at you over there making almost sangrias. <laughs> right. <laughs> almost sangrias. <laughs> One of these. One of these. No, that's cute, though. You know, sometimes you just got to do it for yourself. I'm all about feeling cute. I was just telling one of my friends that um, today, like, I'm all about feeling good, doing whatever makes you feel good. And if that's adding a few strawberries, you go, girl. Right. You go, Glen Coco. <laughs> I don't so, know yeah, why that cracks me up every time you say that. Listen, I love it. I'll never let that movie die <clears throat> ever. I will always make fetch happen. Well, <laughs> as for me, yes, I'm just drinking some um, some water. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still, ice water, huh? Ice water. Today, yes. Oddly enough, mm-hmm. you know, I'm more of a room temperature <laughs> kind of water kind of girl. Okay. I prefer room temperature unless I'm working out real hard. And I'd be like, listen, that water needs to be iced. Right. Um, it to do something to my spirit. My listen, that's when you feel like your whole body's <laughs> on fire. Yeah. So, no, just some ice water right now. Um, yeah, still watching the sugar intake and the carbs. Good. <clears throat> but I've kind of fallen off. Let me be honest with y'all. 
just want to put that out there to be transparent. As soon as we had that episode, I feel like the fat devils attacked me. I got a new job, and people were like, let's go eat, let's go eat, let's go eat. And you know what I did? I ate. I ate and I celebrated, but I felt so guilty after literally just having that podcast. Mm -mm. And so Mm -mm. had to give myself some grace and be like, this is why you work out. This is why you're able to do the things that you do. But, you know, you got to be conscious about it and you got to get back on track. That's what I used to tell people. People used to think that, like, um, I was either naturally the size that I was or, like, I had really high metabolism. Like, my metabolism is pretty decent. But I was like, no, I have to work out constantly because of the way I like to eat. Yeah. And that is something that I'm just not... Like, even as a pescatarian slash vegetarian, I still like to eat. Like, and that just wasn't something, and clearly still something, I'm not going to give up. Yeah. I still try to eat healthy, but that doesn't mean that... um I don't enjoy the healthy things that I'm eating, so I got to stay working out. Listen, and you got to say you got to have people you can be honest with too. Cause shout out to Owen for holding me, holding me accountable. I would just let him know, like you know, I'm slipping on my workouts and I've been eating that well, and just putting stuff into perspective for me. Cause sometimes can't carry the weight on your own. You may need some help, may need some support, and so shout out to my support group for just keeping me accountable. Whenever I do feel like I've fallen off the wagon, but I need to get back on it. Just making mm-hmm. one healthy choice at a time. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. All right. I, I was thoughty, well, but I oh. was full. <laughs> It'd be like that. It'd be like that. You need people to um, just kind of bring you back sometimes. Especially when you know you got some goals. It's like we got to stick to it. We got to stay with it. Listen, all these travels and trips I got set ahead of me, I want this butt lifted. I want these abs flattened. So, trying to keep that in perspective. I think I got some, um, you know what, I'm not even going to say that yet. What? We'll talk about it later. It will be that deep, but, Uh, (laughs) yeah. Oh, Okay. (laughs) All right, well, let's move forward. Yes. That's my goal. uh, Share the good news, yeah? Yeah, sure. I sure am. I have all of the goodness. So, this quote says, We cannot negotiate with people who say what's mine is mine and what's yours is negotiable. By John F. Kennedy. Rest in peace, John. Or President Kennedy. Let me not disrespect you like that. <laughs> you did just. I apologize. And Kennedy was fine too. And that, no disrespect there either. But Kennedy was a, actually a cool president. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. He was, he was a handsome man. Sure was. Sure was. But yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be a little difficult for me to explain these topics. Maybe you, maybe you and I can just start off having a conversation and then that can unfold into what the topic truly is. And I mean you 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 made it sound a lot better than I am in our um our what do we call it? Our, our pre We gonna start calling that the pre game, okay? <laughs> yes, and true <laughs> we do, be y'all, wait, do y'all be pre gaming before brush? I know some of my friends do it depends on which brush we're going to but <laughs> it depends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely depends. If I'm going to a day party slash brunch pre-gaming. Yeah, you're right. You're right. 
I come a little bit lifted before I get lit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure you know, get, get the coals, get the coals ready for the fire. If if I'm going to like one of those brunches where you know it's gonna be a speaker, women's empowerment, or something like that, I might not pregame. Save it all for the event. See how. But the you event know what? Goes. Your pregame might look like chatting with your girls about some things you want to get out of the out of the speech, or That's it may true. be a nice playlist to get your mind right, get getting your badoos on. You know, just calm, cool, collected brunch so that you won't go in there with the intentionality. Of um, scraping the floor with your forehead, <laughs> <laughs> which ain't nothing wrong with. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't I can't tell the last it. time I scraped the floor with my forehead, but I definitely understand what you're saying. I can. <laughs> yes, I didn't know about this story. I can't. I can't. I of course, when know. I was in LA, always I knew that's turn what up. You were always. Say. I knew that's what you was gonna say. Always a complete turn up in LA with that group. So, yeah, sometimes it's appropriate. Yes. There's a time and a place for everything, and know when it's a time and a place yeah. to put your head against on the, the floor. You already know it. Real girls get down on the floor. <laughs> oh my gosh, we are off on a tangent, but another tangent. But yes. did you see him in Indiari's <laughs> video? Yes, it was the cutest thing ever, and she has aged so beautifully. She looks she, and so, so has David good. Banner. That was Let really what I wanted you. to hit on. Okay, I have loved David Banner, David Banner, for a David minute. Banner. <laughs> Real girls get down on the floor. On the floor. Yes, I have loved David Banner's little chocolate self mm. since. I can remember, but then when he started getting them grays, yeah, that gray I has said, set it off. Baby. It's the wisdom. It's the wisdom. It's showing in his face. Ugh. It's like, hey, I'm intellectual. Look at this wisdom on my chin. Ugh. We gonna have to move on because I can get stuck here for a minute. Yeah, shout out! <laughs> oh my goodness, beautiful video though. Beautiful video. Yes. Okay, so let's hop into the topic. Which one we doing first? So. Let maybe maybe I'll preface it. Maybe I'll throw it out there. Maybe okay, the you got it. You got I kinda, it. I kind of got a question, a preliminary question. So Kiana and I were talking, or Kiana posed this um, conversation about confrontation versus compensation. Right? That's how you worded it. That's what I read online. I was inspired. Okay, this is okay. not my natural By idea, this. guys. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So, with that being said, and given the quote, have you, or I guess what kind of like, what kind of sparked this, this idea of the negotiation piece for you um, around this conversation of confrontation versus compensation? You know, I really kind of looked at them, the way that you framed it, it's kind of, you you looked at defining them together and making them work together. And for me, I kind of looked at them separately. Okay. I'm in two separate instances. So, because I am one of the people who really ascribe to the healthy confrontation Mm -hmm. notion. I believe that depending on the confrontation and time and place and when it's necessary, I think that conversation is healthy and I think that it's necessary for progression. 
Um, and especially in the station I'm at and the negotiation piece too, especially from my recent experience of, you know, acquiring a new role and what that negotiation looked like in terms of like what I thought my worth was and how comfortable I was expressing that. And that also goes beyond the professional realm, but that's where I am today. You know, that applies to where I am right now. So that's really what sparked my interest in it. But then you have molded it into something completely different and then least that in the way that you looked at it so how, how did you process that so I processed that around so this idea so if you guys remember um my tip last week was to the page um the Elvis page on Instagram and it was like a women's empowerment around money and finances um and so they often give excuse me they often give tips you know just around negotiation because women are less likely to negotiate their salaries you know those types of things um but women a lot of times can be better investors so on and so forth so just this idea around women and their finances um but there tends to be a tendency where people when women do go to negotiate, um, other people, somebody on the other side, see it as a confrontation in this negative context, um, as opposed to me asking for and demanding appropriate compensation for the value that I bring to the table. And so that's kind of the route that I took with it in terms of the negotiation piece, especially because, um, women are less likely to negotiate. And I think some of that sometimes comes from even women not wanting to be confrontational Mm. and not speaking up for themselves and saying, this is what I'm worth. Yeah, absolutely. And I deserve to be paid for... I mean, I think this can go into a number of different things. It doesn't necessarily just have to be about compensation, but... um, I expect to receive this because I bring this. Um, There was something else that I was going to say. Oh, but I also agree with you. And I also subscribe to there is a way to have healthy confrontation. Because I know there are some people who do not like confrontation at all. And it's like, it doesn't have to be a battle. But there's a way to have a healthy dialogue so that you can address something. So that you can come to a good end result. Right. For all parties. So that's kind of where I was at with it. So I may have taken it too far or further than what you, you know, further than what you were thinking. Also, you know, I have limited energy right now, too. So maybe (laughs) at this point, your brain capacity is just flying right past mine. I'm at a two. Yours is about a, (laughs) I don't know, but it's surpassed Maybe a six. (laughs) Surpassed the two, child. I think it's different, too, because I constantly work in this space. That is very true, and and it makes you look at something differently when you see when you see it more frequently than what others do. And for me, it's an occurrence thing. Like right now, um, in terms of pay and women, you know, speaking up for 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 ourselves and really demanding what we are worth. So I'm not thinking about my wages and fighting for my wages on a continual basis in that way. You know, it comes when it. I think of those things when I am accepting a new position or, you know, when there's annual performance reviews, but it's not something that's constantly in my face like it is in your field. So I'm sure that that's something that, 
you know, that's always a a concern for you and always, you know, just just something that is a focal point for you in the work that you do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So let me say this. I want to interject a quick tip. I know you ain't asked, but I often hear this. If you are thinking about your salary at performance review time, it's too late. Mm. And... I say that because by the time you're going for your performance review and you're putting in, you're rating yourself, you're doing your self-assessment, your leadership team has already come up with their budget for the year. Right. Of what, of what you know, what percentages they can give out. They've already, HR has already had that conversation. Finance has already had that conversation to say, this is the budget that we're working with in terms of increase. And I'm not saying that you can't negotiate once you get you know, that response, but that, and, and a lot of people don't know this, but at that point, you're being reactive and you don't even know. And so no, there's a way for you good. to be proactive about it. Um, so I always say and recommend that the time to be thinking about your salary is when you're setting your goals for that upcoming review, review period. Does that make sense? No, yeah, so that like, makes perfect sense. So be thinking about that as you plan, like, you know, you know what moves you want to make. And sometimes you don't, but you know, like, how you want to grow within your career. So if there's a certain level that you want to um, achieve and get to, then you need to be setting that bar now. And it's okay to have those direct conversations. So when it comes to that point in time of performance review um, or even... um, being considered for that next position, say a higher position becomes available, it's no question about it. Like, supervisor already knows that this is what I've been planning for the last year. You know what I'm saying? And a no, lot of that times, makes sense. when you get that new position or if you get a title change, this is not definite everywhere, but the title comes with more money. So for me personally, I have stopped focusing on the actual dollar amount and what in the position that I that I know that I want to hold eventually. Cause that's that's gonna come with the money. So I don't have right. to chase the I don't have to chase the dollar so much as the position in the career that I want. Right. And that may not be the case for everybody because there are some people that are like, I like being on the front line. This is what I want to do. Um, but then that and I re- I, that I encourage people to know that too. Right, it doesn't always Absolutely. necessarily mean you have to go into management. Management is not a necessary not for upward step. So acknowledge that everybody's not a great manager, and if you're looking for forward progress, some people don't want to do that, and you don't have to. Right, and forward progress does not necessarily always mean moving up. Forward progress can be lateral. I've seen some people do so well because they have chosen to make some lateral moves and that has made them eventually the overall better candidate because you can say well I did this work in this department and I'm you know I'm very familiar with this and so I can able I'm able to speak and strategize about this and then I've done this in this department so like you have this holistic perspective whereas some people are just interested in climbing without the experience 
Very true. The one thing I will say is that in this current position, one of the steps in my interview process was actually coming up with a 30, 60, and 90-day plan for ourselves, Mm -hmm. which is something I actually had never done before getting into a role or even while interviewing for a role. And I found that to be extremely therapeutic in learning about what my personal goals were and how I saw myself in this position. And so I commend them for, you know, just adding that portion to the interview. And I know a lot of other companies do that. But in terms of how I see myself in this role, I already had a plan for that now before I even started because I did it in my interview process, which was actually really, really, um, it was really fulfilling. It really put yourself in the shoes of the position that you were trying to attain. And once you got there, you already kind of had a plan on where you wanted to be during your progress because as you onboard to a company, it can be really, really overwhelming and you're not making plans. You're just going with the flows. You're trying to learn as much as you can. And sometimes that strategy gets left at the door because you are, you know, it's trial by fire at that point. You're just trying to figure out your new role. But mm-hmm. I'm glad I was able to do that um, actually before I got into the role. And it helps me really understand where I want to be moving forward in the future with this new company. Absolutely. So it was a really cool exercise that Absolutely. I had never thought of before. So I think any new role that I have, I will always want to make a 30, 60, and 90-day plan for where I see myself and what those metrics look like and how I want to get there. And do you know how much that is going to set you <clears> apart? Yeah. people don't do that. People don't do yeah, that. Yeah, they don't. They may, I had never done it before. They may think about it. They may think about it. Because I've thought about it, like, okay, I will look at the job description and go, okay, where can I see myself going with this? Um, but to be able to communicate it and be able to reference that during the interview process, it'll blow people away. Yeah, we had a total and presentation and people were asking questions like, oh, really, that's new. And they can they can even see like how creative and how innovative you're going to be in that role. Like, huh, we never thought about that. And it just is a good way to even just to surprise. I surprised myself. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. huh, I didn't think I wanted to do this in the, the first 30, 60, and 90 days. And um, you set the bar for yourself. And that way, they're not even doing it for you. Exactly. And then you can't blame nobody else but yourself because you set those goals. Exactly. And you have to hold yourself accountable to those things. And especially if they allow you the space to do that because somebody could come back and say eh, that's not really aligned with what we're trying to do right um but if they're like we're on board we see how this can really mesh well with um where we're trying to go as a department and as a company you were just given free reign mm-hmm. and it's like you ain't got no choice but to step up right no choice because you, you built it is your role it's one thing to come into something and, and I like to call those well oil machines where people are just telling you to do what's already been done or what has always been done. And then there's mm-hmm. another opportunity for you to go somewhere and really make a difference where a company will really value your impact and your ingenuity and um, really just want to take that creativity and get the most out of you and develop you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's really good. I I, I love to hear when employers are doing... Um, or asking candidates to do pre-work or, like, um, assessments prior to. That's really how you, especially, like, exercises like that, not just, you know, not just some basic stuff where you can, like, answer some basic questions, but, like, some people like to do writing assessments or I know, like, for some of our data positions, we've had people, like, do an actual problem or a data set as it relates to our work in nonprofit in the community. 
and see where people go with it. You learn a lot about somebody that way. You learn a lot about a candidate that way. You do. And honestly, I'm when I tell you I learned so much about myself and how much I just spent on that specific project and making sure I'm doing research on the company, making sure that I'm looking at it from a critical standpoint and really just I saw myself in the role before I even got it, and I thought that it's one thing to envision a role and be like, hey, this is a good, this this job description is great, let me apply to that, and it's another thing to put, to really to really process it and sit in it, like, okay, so if I'm this person in three months, what do I want? Like, what are they even about to do? Where are y'all going? You know, so it was such a challenge for me, and I spent almost three full days um, just really trying to understand the university which I'm working for and the opportunities that I had to grow there which was awesome yeah yeah I love that they did that they you know they seem like real cool folk they seem like (laughs) real cool folk I will tell you that girl don't tell nobody where you work because everybody gonna be trying to send in a uh, (laughs) resume but you know know ever since that was listen right I was gonna say that like ever since I told people about this new opportunity everybody's like what is this company let me see it and it's just it just seems very progressive I I call it the millennial dream Mm. I can definitely see that I can definitely see that well, we got yes. a little bit on a tangent, but within the topic. <laughs> um, that's what a podcast is, off on a tangent, right. on a topic. Right. I, think, I think that's fair. <laughs> that might have to be our tagline. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, Courtney, what did we say that tagline was again? I right. forgot. Right. Okay. I don't know. My memory has been serving me well lately. Look at you. So, we'll see. Anyway. Okay, so back to, we kind of both gave our perceptions of this whole confrontation versus compensation. And I apologize if you said this already. I guess I'm curious to know what the article actually said. (laughs) You know what? There actually wasn't an article. This was just some thoughts that one of my friends was sharing and I was just like, huh. Okay. I this is seem this seems really cool. I mean this could go in a myriad of different ways. Um so actually there was no article behind it. It's honestly I thought they were two really cool words to make a phrase that caught my attention. So no article here. Usually all my things do come from articles because I'm just constantly reading all day long. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, no article here. Just just free flowing, free flowing think tanks. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next question: confrontation. I know you said you you ascribe to healthy confrontation. Yeah, I'll fight. No, I'm just fine. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fine. <laughs> no, sis, that was not my question. <sighs> Sorry, you know that little hood come out of me every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I almost spit out my Moscato because you because because at the end of the day, Cordy knows how true that statement is for oh, me. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There were no uh, lies told. No, that wasn't a lie. Not at all. There were no I got things told. to risk now. I'm not out here fighting y'all. No, I, I, don't be assaulting folks. Right, and don't be when trying. It to, when it ain't don't necessary. be trying to test her. Yeah, don't when it try ain't her. Necessary. Don't. I'll make her have to follow through. Jesus. My bad. What was your question? I'm not sure. Uh, 
confrontation. It was around confrontation. So, I guess as an adult, what has been like the most challenging or, yeah, most challenging confrontation or confrontational situation that you have been in? You know what? I will say this because I am a person who I call like a true speaker. Uh, I don't really beat around the bush a lot. This has been such an interesting topic for me in my personal development and relationships with my friends. Mm. Um, Because I am the kind of person who likes to address things head on. And I like to be truthful about the way that I perceive things. And I really value being honest and upfront. And if people who are close to me, they know that I really hold no punches. And I'm going to tell you whether you're right or you're wrong. Um, And I really value that. But not everybody values that. So, Mm -hmm. in the way that I see confrontation in terms of my personal experience, I, I value it in the way that people communicate with me. Like, don't don't tell me the sky is purple when I know it's blue. We we about to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. no, why'd you lie to me about that? <clears throat> but for other people, everybody doesn't want to hear that truth all the time. So for me, it's the sh- the what was your question? What was the actual question? I think I ever lost track. What what is your what has as an adult what has been your biggest challenge with confrontation? Yeah, so my biggest challenge has been really being one hundred percent honest with my friends, and it's often questioned. It's often made myself made me question like, can I be friends with people who don't respect my honesty? But then it also flips that que- that question around on me like, can you respect people enough that if their boundary is being crossed by you being honest, can you revert back? So I think come on that. Um, that has been a constant struggle for me because I am one of those people who's very upfront and I will be honest and I will support you or I'll even tell you in the way of supporting you, hey, this isn't the way to go and everybody don't want to hear that shit all the time. Just going to be honest with you. Everybody don't want you to keep it real with them. Everybody can't handle confrontation. And the, and a lot of people exist in spaces and relationships that give them permission to not have to face some of the things that they need to to grow as human beings. And for me, I want everybody to challenge me where they see a, a opportunity for me to grow. And that's just been really hard for me, learning when to turn that off or turn that down or learning when I can be a friend or when I should step back and be more of a supporter than, than the person who's holding the mirror up all the time. So mm-hmm. that's an ongoing um, conflict for me in terms of confrontation. But I really, really ascribe to healthy confrontation and addressing things head on. But yeah. I have I exist in a space where everybody isn't like me. Absolutely. And I What about... My, no, go ahead. This, yeah, I was going to say, I'll share mine, but like just to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying as well... Sometimes you have to check yourself and how you're delivering that realness too. I'm not saying absolutely, but like I think a I've lot softened of times, up. That's important too. A lot of times people have a tendency where it's just like I'm not being mean. I'm real, and it's just like okay, yes, you may be telling the truth. You may be spitting facts, um, but how, especially when it's somebody that you care about, and I'm not saying that you got to go soft on people because. I struggle with this, too, in the sense of, like, personally and even at work, like, some people like to change wording around or, like, how we share things at work with staff. We're just like, well, let's let's say it this way that so that we can. And I'm like, well, no, if this is what it is 
And if you are responsible for doing A, B, and C, then you are responsible for doing A, B, and C. I don't need to soften that. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Like, this this is your job. But if I'm talking to one of my homegirls and I'm like, you sound stupid. Yeah. You sound stupid. Don't, like, if we're going to keep talking about this, don't, I don't want to hear it anymore. So don't call me and ask me about it. And I've even had to be that way. And I had a homegirl tell me, um, because I would call her on her stuff, you know what I mean? And it's out of love, but because I want you to see what somebody else may be seeing on the outside, I'm not saying you're right or wrong, but she was just like, I feel like you ain't never on my side. And when I was like, when she said that, I was like, oh, damn. Like, my people should always know I'm rooting for you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. I'm rooting for you. And she wasn't like really like fussing at me or yelling at me or anything like that, but it was it was how she felt. And so I had to respect that and it was just like, I want you to know that anything that I'm saying is so I can protect your side. And so if I'm not if that is not how I am delivering it, then I apologize because this is this is nothing but love for you. It's not about this other person that I don't know, you know, in this situation that you may be dealing with. It's always about you. And I want to protect and support you. But when she said that, I was like, okay, noted. So I need to I need to be better at how I deliver this so that she knows that this is in support of her constantly. Absolutely. Um, with that being said, though, um, my biggest challenge around confrontation is and this has been more recent I'm even like that this is a thing honestly I could have talked about this in therapy today mm. um, I think this hey, ha- bestie. this has <laughs> right um and even though it's a challenge for me I still push through it anyway so I'll go the work the work route excuse me cuz I was taking a sip um as a black woman, I feel like there are oftentimes at work that, and more than I have ever done before, probably more in the last two years than I ever have on any job, and I feel like I'm thinking about it so much more where I'm thinking about how I'm saying things. Or if I say something to this one person because I know they're a little off the hinges like I need to make sure I cc the right people I need to make sure that um everybody knows my character so that if something if somebody were to try to say something on my name you can absolutely refute that you know what I mean and so it's been around this perception of as a black woman like let's make sure that I'm not the angry black woman and like it's been coming up more because I'm not one of those people that hold my tongue, that holds my tongue, especially in the workplace. I'm just not. Um, and not everybody likes what I have to say, but I know that if I catch the wrong one, <laughs> somebody's going to be like, what's she so mad for? Or why is she saying this? Or it kind of goes through like the behind the scenes. And if it comes back and I hear it from my boss and I know my boss didn't really have an issue with it, but then she's telling me something was like, we, we feel like you could have, or somebody felt like you could have said this. Now, let me say this. Let me be clear that that has not happened. 
um, to me, but I feel like as black women and as black people, we have a tendency to be more cognizant of those things and, and trying to safeguard to, to make sure that, that we don't have that perception about us. Um, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think in my last row, I, I felt that, and you know that, mm-hmm. I felt that heavily. And I think it's so unfair and I, um, it's it's um it's that it's that additional tax that we always talk about. It's the fact that exactly. I got to play defense while I'm at work, trying to make sure that I'm covering up. Not even covering up, making sure that I'm being able to demonstrate my character through all parts of my job and how I communicate, and not being recognized for be having or producing in the way that I'm I'm supposed to. But instead, I'm worried about the. The, the 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 infliction of my voice and the and the tone in which I have right. to deliver a message and the way that I, my hands need to stay side down by my sides it's just an extra de- it's just always playing defense right. and in my last role that was really critical for me and why I left like I didn't want to always feel like I'm I'm fighting against y'all like y'all don't want me to stay and I have to keep proving myself to y'all you fucking hired me why do I got to keep proving myself to mm-hmm. you in mm-hmm. that way in terms of my character not even about what I bring or contribute to the team but who I am as a person no so absolutely that is such a heavy weight and I know that a lot of black women experience that and especially when you're one of the only black women especially in the positions like that you have and feeling like who was going to protect me if I let if I let this defense down absolutely and I'll be honest in order to in order to help with that or I guess be proactive about that I've had the conversations with my boss who was a white woman I had a conversation with her last week and I was just like you I want you to know now we had a um we had a difficult difficult conversation in um in a team meeting um you know people weren't feeling really good about it afterwards and so I I happened to have a touch base with her I think later on in the day or the next day and I was just like you are going to have to help me as we go into this next meeting not to be rude yeah (laughs) and I was just like point blank with her and she kind of chuckled she was like Courtney you are not you're not going to be rude um and but I you need that support. It. You need you that. You do. You do. And I appreciated her confidence in me, but I also appreciated her, um, not her allowance, but her understanding and in support of me doing what I do best. She was like, that's why you're here. Because <laughs> you say the things that other people are not going to say. And it needs to be said. And she was like, I mean, and sometimes herself included. You know, <laughs> like... It it can be tough, but those are things that we have to think about that other people don't have to think about. And even as women, men don't have to think about that. I have seen men, I have seen and um, heard of men like going off in the most inappropriate behavior in the workplace and still have their jobs. I mean, look at... If that were me, it would not happen. Look at Dr. Christine Bailey Ford and then look at her disgusting... um, Oh, gosh, Perpetrator. Like, when you... Or look at, you know, Serena when she's expressing her anger on the the field and look at other men when they're blatantly cussing out um, refs. Look at... It's blatant. It's blatant. I even have had a supervisor. Blatant. I've had a supervisor. I asked him a question. He's literally got so irate. He kind of yelled at me. 
And I literally looked at him in the face and I was like, I will never ask you another question again. Mm-hmm. You can't even control your feelings. Get out your feelings, big boy. <laughs> you know, so it's just, it's so evident. And, and then it's they been shown in so many different fields. And it doesn't matter how much money or how respected a, a woman is in her field. It's just certain things that aren't allowed for us. But that should not be the case. And I think we should always have healthy confrontation about that. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But again, I think that goes back to that, you know, the conversation that we were saying about negotiation and money. Like, women have a ten- that's why women have a tendency to be less likely to negotiate because they don't, they don't want to ruffle the feathers. I literally had somebody say that to me today. Not necessarily about um, their salary, but like, okay, like, and this is somebody who is like outspoken, like, you know, they're not, they're not going to hold back for anything, but they are also being mindful of the fact that I can't go too far, at least not right now. Um, so yeah, that, that, that is my one of my biggest challenges in terms of confrontation i'm i would not consider myself a confrontational person uh by any means but um like you i like to have healthy conversation because i also don't like to rest in something and stay in a place unnecessarily like we we gonna have to talk through this because we're not gonna nobody's gonna be walking on eggshells either so I'm no, you are that. absolutely right. Um, that's why with every single position that I've had um, more recently since I, after, you know, my first big professional position, um, I started to negotiate my salary. And it started off from one of my previous directors who was a woman. I was very upfront with her about my job search and her knowing that I wanted to go to graduate school. And she helped me through that process and she helped me negotiate my salary for the very first time. And ever since then, I've always found a woman, no matter who I am. And even when it comes down to picking my picking your brain about benefits and making sure that I'm getting mm-hmm. the most out of what I need, I'm always going to negotiate my salary. And I feel so comfortable and so so loved. And, and I cherish that I have their, their really strong women in my life who have helped me when it comes down to negotiations because I refuse not to even... The worst you can tell me is already no. You know, so let me go here right. and, and make and, and let you understand this is what I'm looking for because this is as much of my decision as it is yours to join your team. And I've found that I've always tried to negotiate no matter what since then. And I'm so grateful that women gave me that empowerment, even to this day in this role, calling one of my friends, like, what were some of the terms that you used to make sure that, you know, you negotiated your salary and things like that? It's just so healthy to have those conversations, even though we don't have a lot of conversations about finance and about money and things like that. But, girl, I'd rather tell you where I'm starting off at so we can know together where I'm about to go next and have my Absolutely. have my sister help me leverage that. So I've always done that. Um, and, Courtney, you can attest to that. As soon as I get a new job, Courtney, I need your XR, <laughs> H, HR um, expertise. Like, Kiana I don't play will, those games. I, I make yeah. sure. Kiana will text me, like, got a new job. Next day is, okay, I need you to look at my benefits package. Um, I need you to look at this, you know, this is my offer letter, like, and I'm more than happy to do that because you should, and at least, and sometimes, and I think even one time, um, 
you sent me something and I was like, you're good. You know what I mean? And and I'm not like, and that was not to discourage you from negotiating because, and I think your question even at that time was you just wanted to make sure that you were not um, being shortchanged. You know what I mean? And so it was just like, let's make sure that's not happening first. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you got to, you got to even see right. where the tone is and that, and then that way, you know where to go from there, because I'm not saying that just because this is market rate that you should be paid market rate. It depends on what you're bringing to the table. I think that might have been earlier on for you. But right. It was also right. Like, but, it, um, but it's helpful so to have now, conversations with other people yeah. than by yourself. So now you you can definitely say, OK, that was then that might have been, you know, the first or sh- second job. Now, you done you done got a couple things under your belt where it's just like. I would also be that same person to be like, well, remember, Kiana, you've done this, this, and this, so you got to consider, you know, A, B, and C, and is that being included into your compensation or whatever? And the other thing, too, is sometimes people don't know and realize what they can negotiate. I've had people negotiate vacation days. It's like, okay, if I'm going to have a little less in salary and I really do want this job, then I'm going to need some extra vacation days. Or, I'm, you know what I mean, that type of thing, extra sick days, whatever that looks like. Um, I'll be honest on the HRN sometimes I'm like from the employer standpoint and it's not the frustration of a person negotiating to get more it is sometimes because I work in nonprofit where it's just like we don't have to say yes to everybody <laughs> we right. don't have to say right. yes to every single thing and I say that because sometimes depending on the employer and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with my employer doing that but you also, as an organization, you also have to know your limits and what you can do as well. And if somebody is asking for, yeah, for that the moon, and you, and, so key. and you really only, yeah, and you really only got a star budget, then stick within the star budget. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that has a better result for everybody. Um, but yes, know what you can negotiate. If you have those people that you can talk to. Please be transparent and feel comfortable having those conversations. And if you don't, call me. <laughs> Y'all call me. Courtney, do you, re- do, you rem- <laughs> do you remember when I first um, graduated from college and I was like, Courtney, and I think I was having a conversation with you and Mark, and I was like, this is what I want to make. Like, I don't want to set anything <laughs> lower than this. And then y'all was like, Kiana, let me just uh, be real with you. Um, that ain't what you're going to make <laughs> coming out of school. No, and remember. everybody has to start somewhere. And since then, I had known that if they were honest, these two people were so honest with me about me reaching so high um, and really letting me know where how I should maximize where I was at that present time. I knew that I could come to them moving forward. And I have since as my career has grown and I've expanded and I've gone back and got additional degrees. Those are still the same foundational people that I used from that time who told me like, eh, girl, <laughs> that may right. not work. Right. But that's also why I mentioned earlier, too, about not chasing the money and chasing what what it is that you want to do because the money will come with that. And not in the sense of the, you know, if you do what you love, (laughs) you know, the money will come. In the sense that, again, depending on the title and the position, that is more um, likely to organically happen because of what you're going after. So, like, when we had that conversation with you and when we said that, we said that because you were fresh out of college, you hadn't had 
like the full experience yet. So it was going to be hard for anybody to be able to tell what you were going to be able to bring to the table. You how many years out now? And this is for anybody. This ain't just Kiana, y'all. Um, you how many years? And this right. is even like when you're, say you're going into a new field. You might go from IT to HR. I've had people go from bankers to um, project managers. Like, you new to the game. Like, be be real with yourself, too. <laughs> like, now, speak on those transferable skills. You know, really highlight what you can bring to the table in terms of this new role. But, like, let's be honest. You got to really keep it real with yourselves. Um, but, yes, most importantly is you got to have those people around you. I have those people, too. There's certain people. It's actually somebody that I need to send a message to <laughs> today. Um, that you can just go to and bounce bounce things off of and have those direct conversations with because those aren't always the conversations that you want to have. Yeah, I mean, your friends ain't just work. there to turn up with you. They right. can be beneficial. Right. We building together. <laughs> and then turn up later. And then turn up later. Before and after pregame. <laughs> So, do you have any more thoughts or questions around the compensation versus confrontation conversation? That was a lot. That was my fool. <laughs> that was kudos to you. I would have like, nah, fuck this. Um, <laughs> Say that three times fast. Right. No, I don't. I don't have any. I really like that conversation. Let us know your thoughts if you guys have any questions or want to share any experiences. Um Y'all know y'all can find us on social media, but y'all gonna get them handles. Yes. I wonder, let's think about a, a question we could pose to the group around this conversation. You know what? I actually might reach out to my homegirl and see what she was thinking, um, just to expound more about her thoughts. That may be cool. Oh, yes. To see where yep. it really originally, truly came from. Yeah, let's start with that. Yeah, I'll reach okay. out to her. Well, since you don't have anything else, I don't have anything else. Uh, We're going to take a quick break um, for our ad, and then we will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Sound Ears Media. Sound Ears Media is a multimedia production company based out of Cleveland, Ohio. Sound Ears provides its listeners with weekly curated playlists containing wide-ranging musical selections from the newest release hits to some of the greatest nostalgic classics in music. And Kiana and I are super excited about this new partnership as Bitches Love Brunch will have its own weekly curated playlist. So anyone looking for personal playlists to fit your unique vibe, DM them on IG at Sound Ears or on Twitter at Sound Ears underscore. Or you can shoot them an email at soundearsmedia at gmail.com. And we're back. Hey, y'all. What's up? What's good? What's popping? Yes. And... <laughs> body roll. <laughs> no, with, not a full body roll. <laughs> with a full body roll and a cardi tongue. Yes. <laughs> Gosh, I really do love her. First off, that little culture is so freaking cute, dude. She is adorable. She is very adorable. And it looks like she just be turned all the time. 
She probably do, but that's how babies be sometimes at that age. Like, just turn for no reason. Listen, her mama got a lot of energy and personality. I know she going to have a lot true. of personality, okay? That is very true. So, yeah. All right, well, let's go okay. through the tips. Let's go to the tips. I'm going to let you go first. Okay. So, I don't know if we talked about this or if we gave in, if we've given this tip out. Mm, no, we shouldn't have. Um, this tip is... A 150% tip to Robert F. Smith, who just pledged over $40 million to pay off the debt of the young man from the graduating class of Morehouse College, class of 2019. Um, You definitely get a tip from me because as a person whose career has always been in higher education um, since I left, I just think that, you know, to not only pay off the debt like just to help it's not even just to help financially to pay off debt that means you just change their lives that means that they no longer have to budget in terms of the large amount that us normal not normal but for students who have student loan debt have to budget for that that money can go towards investing in your future it can go for entrepreneurship it can go to furthering your education it can be for taking a year off and traveling that money really does add up and he has changed those young men lives in a very meaningful and powerful way and so that is just a beautiful it's just a beautiful example of philanthropy and such a beautiful example of what community truly does look like for him to be in that position and still understand that he still resonates with those young men despite the fact that he has billions of dollars trillions of dollars like he has lots of money um so just to do that i think that was wonderful i heard that there may be some issues with some of Mm -hmm. the um you know like with the moms and stuff who actually took out the student loans for me it would have been myself i took out all of my own loans i funded my own education and i know that would have helped me tremendously but i also know people i have friends and families who parents have helped them and made financial commitments and contributions to their education and i hope that they are partnered in the same way because that commitment to your kids, that commitment to their growth and their futures is outstanding. And some people are paying their children's student loan debt back. And so it would help their family tremendously if they didn't have that money. It can maybe send that next kid off to school. It's just life-changing for our community. We don't really have a lot of stories that you hear about us going to school for free or that our parents can fully finance it. And so um, just kudos to him, man. That that was just awesome. And then, yeah, and a lot of people. Oh, you have no, no, no. Go before ahead. Before you move on. No, no, no. Go ahead. A lot of people don't understand because some people, some people have said, you know, the advantage that that has given these black men, but it's really not an advantage. And this is not shade. It is one step closer to leveling that playing field. Absolutely. Because the people that don't look like us, they don't come out with this kind of debt, and if they do they don't always come out with this kind of debt because I got some people that don't look like us or I got some friends that don't look like us that have that debt. Um, But they don't come out the same way that we do. Um, And if they do, mommy and daddy are there to pay it off. Or they they can live at home while they pay it off. And we don't always have that luxury. I agree with your tip. On to your next one. (laughs) 
Awesome. So my next tip goes out to Cody Lee. I don't know if you had a chance to see America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my goodness, But there yes! was a young man on there who was autistic and also blind. And he performed. And I, not only do I mean performed, he played the piano and he sang. And because I just need y'all to understand sang. what he did. But this this young man is blind. <laughs> this young man has autism and his mother is standing there really just guided him through this process but him just doing the work and when he sang like tears fell from my eyes because y'all God is real and that that young man is here for a reason despite what other people may call him or may say he's disabled or may say that he's handicapped or unable to do certain things but if you are called to do something he is called to do that and you can just Mm -hmm. hear it in his voice and so I just give him and his mother him and his mother um uh, 100% tip because not only did you it, it just takes so much courage to get up there and do that and not only does it take courage to do that it takes courage from the day she said hey I think you should sign up for piano lessons and learning the piano and blind and it takes courage from the first time he opened up his mouth and he, he sang and somebody um somebody recognized that because he could have kept those gifts to himself because he could have felt disqualified or his mother could have felt he was disqualified so that was just so beautiful to see if you have not had a chance to see that clip please look it up yeah and there's so many layers into that story i'm sorry that i keep chiming in on your tips but they're really good tips (laughs) um but no i saw that too and when i saw that it was just a moment of reflection for myself as well like no excuses there's no reason that you should be saying i can't in any situation because you as an able-bodied um no physical impairments like you have the opportunity to do anything in the world just as anybody else who may not have um some of the advantages that you have and it also makes you check your privilege as well Mm -hmm. um so i yeah i saw that clip and i also appreciate it um the words that gabrielle union uh shared with them and what she did yesterday because you know she just recognized really recognized his talent yeah um and i think they all they all did but you know just what she was sharing with him i um and as i know as a new mother for her i know she really felt that as well absolutely it's undeniable that that every that um it was heartwarming it was such a beautiful beautiful way to see people that we often discard and if we discarded them less we would really appreciate their gifts and why they're here on this planet because mm-hmm. they're just as valuable as us and if we we and look at them as limitations bruised, on yeah people. yeah get them out of those boxes like because you're autistic and you're blind like no it, there it, no matter who you are there's no shortcuts in life everybody's taking the stairs yeah so and that was yeah. powerful he made me feel like you you can be better you can do more and you gotta you can really believe in yourself even when you can't see it he literally can't see it mm-hmm. so it was yeah. that was amazing all right you got any tips um i do so my tip this week uh goes to a young woman named tyra powers um, so I have really been into black art, especially as I prepare to just kind of be on the house hunt next year. Yeah. So I'm already just kind of thinking about like the type of like decor that I want, so on and so forth. Um, but I fell upon this page. Um, it's like a black arts page, but I fell upon her and she just has this really dope, really dope art. Um, 
just highlighting black women, um, highlighting black women, women, uh, children, men, just all of it. And I just was just really pulled, um, pulled and attracted to her art. And I was just like, this is it. Cause you know how, like when you're searching for something, uh, for some time, it's just like, uh, this is it. Or, you know, this is kind of a good idea. When I landed on her page, I was like, this is it. When I get my house, I know that I will be buying art from this and maybe even commissioning something um, from this young lady. So her name on Instagram is Tyra underscore powers. Please follow her. Oh, I'm going to go does, check her um, out. She does canvas and prints um, as well. Um, of course, a lot of originals. Um, I don't, I can't remember where she is. Oh, she's Baltimore based. Um, but I'm, I know that she sends anywhere ships anywhere and she's got a website and everything go check her out go check her out she's really really dope and i cannot wait cannot wait the only reason why i'm not purchasing from her right now is because i'm getting moved yes my stuff is going into storage so i want nothing to get damaged she got some precious art yes Um, so i'm excited that was the big thing for me learning what to do with my art while my stuff was in storage when i transitioned i was like oh i bought from all of these really cool black artists oh i gotta bring my shit with me cool (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah so i give her a 50 percent tip take it girl all right um kiana you got any brunch spots nope you got it for us what we got okay (laughs) i feel like i shared this already but i guess i have not maybe it's so good you gotta share it twice yeah so we're gonna do that so i have a brunch spot for us um as you all know i was in denver a couple of weeks ago and um i went to this place called oh that's what it was i told you about it (laughs) Um, i went to this place called rupert's rupert's Mm. Rupert's is the most important part and it it has a feel of um it's definitely like a Denver chain type as far as I know and as far as I could tell could tell a Denver like chain um but it kind of has like an IHOP feel so you know some booze maybe a couple tables here and there but it also had a bar in it like okay stock bar and I'm giving this description because from the from the style of the venue, you would not expect, like, this is the place that you're going to go and have mimosas or anything. This was just like your, it looked like your regular, like, breakfast spot, right? Well, I get in there and I sit down and I'm like, would you guys happen to have mimosas? I did not realize I had a bar at the time. And they were like, we do. $4.50 for one or $14 for a bottle. And I said, bitch, bring me a bottle. Okay? Right. A bottle for the table. I was like, $14? Where? Had we not been going to go on a hike right after, I would have bought three easily. Um, So that was one plus about the brunch spot. Um, The second was the food. <laughs> of course. Right. Um. I got this, it was this, uh, I guess this toast, and I'm not going to lie to you, it was really probably some white people shit, but it was actually good, okay? <laughs> it was this sandwich, so to speak, and I I guess originally it was supposed to have some other t- sort of meat in there, but I asked for it to be um, 
salmon, some smoked salmon, and they accommodated me, which was really nice because not every place would do that. Um, but it's this salmon stuffed in this sourdough bread sandwich type of thing with a fried egg on top with this Alfredo-esque um, sauce mm. poured over it. And I let my sister tell her, she was like, I mean, it tastes like some casserole type shit. But when I tell y'all, it was amazing to me and my taste buds, okay? It was everything. I love a good smoked salmon. They also had um, some cheese grits made with Gouda cheese. Mm. That was not my favorite, mostly because it was more cheese than than it was grits. I love a good, like, Gouda or a different type of cheese in the grits. But this was just a little, I felt like I was eating melted Gouda, and that was not ideal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But other than that, the food was really good. Um, I know my homegirl cleaned, like, literally cleaned her plates. So we had a really good experience. And if for nothing else, I was here for the mimosas in the fully stocked bar. Absolutely. So if you're in Denver, please check out Rupert's. You will be able to find um, like I said, it's, it's a Denver chain so you will be able to find it anywhere you go. Uh, really good food. Enjoyed my time and be sure to um, get the mimosas and I believe it is Saturday through Monday that they have bottomless mimosas. Awesome. We'll have to tag them. <laughs> yes. That so that's good. our brunch spot for the week. Alright, um, y'all. Well, let's wrap it up with the Instagram handles. Mm-hmm. Well, social media handles, not just Instagram, huh? <laughs> um, you can find us if you are just on Instagram, which is totally okay. Pick your social media poison, okay? Um, you can find us at bitches double underscore loves double underscore brunch. You can find us on Facebook at bitches love brunch. If you're listening to us, please continue to follow and support us. We thank you guys so much for listening to us on the plat- on your platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Mu- Apple and iTunes. Um, where else are we? Google Play, um, SoundCloud. There's just so many different ways you guys are streaming in. So whatever platforms that you're using, make sure you like and subscribe and rate us and review. We do appreciate it, y'all. And don't forget to share. If you hear a snippet of the show that you like, uh, post it, tag us, um, we'll repost, sh- uh, share with your friends. I know you said some of that, but we um, we don't get enough of that love. So when y'all do send us that, um, we really appreciate it and we love seeing y'all loving on us. Yes, and tag us, tag us. I feel like we need to do like a giveaway because y'all ain't tagging us how Me I want too. y'all to tag us. So I think a giveaway is going to come up very, very soon. Um, and we have some cool announcements coming out. So, yeah, we might be able to throw something in now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Well, that's a wrap for episode 46. Peace. We'll see you in a couple weeks. <laughs>